We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Matt did his best really to pull an Ethan tonight. That's that's what happened. Yeah, exactly. I was an overachiever. I was early. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he was there. Unlike unlike the uh the Trump uh January sixth text, there is uh there is a paper trail for that. There's a paper trail. <laughs> <laughs> what time did Ethan actually get in? Uh like eight forty, I think. Forty ish. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, a couple minutes before I before I predicted. So, you know. Man, meanwhile, I'm sitting here like surfing the internet. Yeah, that's funny. Wow. <laughs> Holding off on drinking my beer. Yeah. Well, what, what did we keep you from drinking? Sticky stuff from Cerebral Brewing in Denver. One of the breweries that we did not visit while we were actually out in Denver, Denver, but it's a double IPA with guava. Okay, that sounds interesting. What's guava again? A fruit. Tropical fruit. So tropical, tropical double IPA sounds. We could have said anything there. We could have said like, I don't know, it's like a small animal or something. (laughs) Uh huh. Chipmunk. Yeah, it's got chipmunk extract in here. Chipmunk IPA. Oh, nice. Ooh, it's got little floaties. Got little chunks. Oh, okay, interesting. For those of you who are not on the YouTube, yeah, it's got little chunks. That's got to be the. Fruity goodness, maybe. I hope. Okay. Yeah. Hope hopefully that, and not something gross. <laughs> and bad. Hopefully not will, chipmunk. Uh, yeah. Hopefully not chipmunk. <laughs> yep. Chipmunk parts. Nice. Was that a Yingling, Ethan? I, I was going to say that too. I think I saw the lager. Yeah. Or as they so, say here, yeah, lager. Is that a lager? Yeah. So I'm all out of my nice beers, and we've had like a few little parties at our house over the last couple months, and people always bring beer, right? So we have like a ton of random beer in our fridges that needs to get drunk. And so since I ran out of my, well, I do have one thing left from our most recent other half pack, which is the, uh, the lime, uh, rice lager, which I was just not in the mood for tonight. I'll probably drink that on like a really hot day. Um, so yeah, we just got shit we need to get rid of. So I just, I grabbed a yingling, even though it's not my favorite, but you know, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Kyle? Uh, I've got a milkshake IPA from Noda Brewing here in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's called Peach Life. It is uh, very tasty. Vanilla, peach, creamy. Uh, definitely, definitely very good. Um, one, of, one of the better ones that, I, that I've had from my milkshake IPA collection. Yeah, Toddy got it good. for me. So. Sweet. 
Man, I miss uh, note is always good for hop, drop, and roll. That's always a good mm. one. Or, or uh, hop, what hop cakes? Right, they do hop cakes yep. too. Hop cakes. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a staple here in Charlotte. Definitely, definitely one of the well known ones. Um, I hadn't had note of beer in a minute though, so it was nice to to get these and to get them. And then we actually shared a, a few because um, she got. She got a four pack of this and then a four pack of a sour. I can't remember off the top of my head because I haven't actually had it yet. And uh, we shared it, we split it and shared it with Delvin um, and okay. gave it to him. So, yeah, shout you out. Made it, made it to uh, Burial Brewing Company in, in Charlotte yet? No, no. We like I say, not. you're probably not going to a lot of breweries right now, but yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, if it's a weekend, we'll, we'll go, but, um, yeah, it's <laughs> weeknight. Not, not so much. I put that on your list if you can. What about, uh, ass clown, any ass clown Bruce years lately, just cause I want to say ass clown a number of times. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love that brewery. I have not, um, I should just go to the brewery. Cause I think the brewery is actually closer than going to total beer and wine where I could like pick up some four packs and things like that. But, um, I could obviously pick up four packs at the brewery. Uh, the reason we didn't go a lot during the pandemic there was because it is, I mean, a little bit, I mean, it's definitely bigger than the size of my room. But it's, it's a, it's a pretty small brewery and there's no windows and, um, it's just indoors. Like there's no outdoor, uh, seating or anything. So it wasn't like we felt really comfortable, you know, especially at the height of the pandemic, like really going, uh, in there or anything, but uh, I think I think that's a good idea, Matt. I'm gonna put that on the let, let's go check it out. Let's go see what's going on. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, burial's good. Yeah, Just saying burial's good. Yeah. I know. A guy. I think I'm pretty sure we've been there in Asheville. Yeah, um, they're in so, Asheville. Yeah, yeah. It'll it'll be new here, obviously, but um, yeah. The uh, I don't even remember the last one we went to because we've been traveling so much, but. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get out soon. What's up, podcat? The podcat. What does what does the podcat think about Aaron Judge's chances of breaking not just Roger Maris's Yankee record of sixty one home runs, but Barry Bonds major league record of seventy three? And I don't care what the the asterisk people think. Barry Bonds holds the record. Okay, podcat's all in on breaking Maris's record, but not on Bonds. Ooh, okay. Even though, even though, as of today, judges on pace for sixty-seven. I know that's not seventy-three, but yeah. I mean, he's also starting to walk a lot more. I mean, what they walked twice so far today. Yep. There's yep. going to come a point where some people are just going to stop throwing to him. Now, I what I will say, point. what I will say, that I think is remarkable about this is how the gap between Judge and I think Schwarber is number two. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this is a this is a dead ball here, uh, <laughs> yeah. and the fact that he's still spanking him left and right, well, uh, this to is, me this makes it the... a little bit more uh, impressive this year. I don't know. I yeah. think I think that that's absolutely right, and I also think that you know the thing with Judge is he's he's kind of unique in baseball history, being six seven two eighty, and like yeah he can go into a really bad slump but also he can hit a home run easier than like anybody in history like he barely has to touch it and it can go out and so the thing is is like if he got onto a really hot streak that lasted for like the last month of the season i mean who knows how many homers he would hit in like one really really super hot month 
let alone, let alone the rest of the year. Like, I mean, it's feasible that if he was, you know, had like really good streaks all year long, it's, it's honestly, I think it's feasible that he could, he could break, not necessarily this year, but he could break Bonds' record easy, I think. Like, if, if he stayed healthy and if he, like, didn't have too many bad streaks, I know we're talking about, like, a real career amazing year, even better than this year, which seems unlikely, but, like, the ease with which he can hit home runs is pretty unbelievable. Well, what's, how many homers did he hit in July? He just won his second AL Player of the Month award. He also won it in May. So he's had two incredible months already, enough to earn him recognition for an award. Um, While one of you are are looking up how many home runs he hit in July, I was throwing out, I was throwing out the absurdity to Toddy the other day about, because so Judge has 43 home runs right now, right? 43 home runs right now. Babe Ruth, when he hit 60 homers in 1927 had 43 homers going into September (laughs) and hit 17 home runs that September. And like, that's what you're talking about, Ethan, like get super hot like that for one month, hit 15, 16, 17 home runs like Ruth did. Like it's certainly possible. And it's just, I I don't even know if you like at this point, does he to get to bonds? 13, um, 14, 13, 13, 13 in July, 13 in July. Yeah. So yeah, he'd he'd need to have a pretty big, he'd need to have like a fifteen homer August. Yeah, if he that does would, that, that would... then he's up to like fifty eight. Yeah, right. And then no, does... remember, he's thirty. Yeah. And the Yankees are probably gonna. I mean, they're playing him in right field more now to limit his time in center. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is good. He's gonna get rest days built in there. Yeah. And you guys talk about hot months and streaky months, but remember. Yeah, this year the month. season is delayed a couple months or a couple days, so he will get into colder weather. He'll have more regular season games in colder weather when the ball's not flying as much either. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, point. but the 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 uh, schedule didn't get pushed back any further. It, it's I thought they they pushed it back. Uh... No, that's why that's why they've had all these doubleheaders. That's why they had that doubleheader in Houston the, the oh, Thursday okay. after the All-Star break. Well, they, didn't, they didn't adjust the, the end of the regular season. They just tacked the games on and said that's that's what you get for holding out on us. I thought I thought the, the last season uh, the series of the year, the Texas series, was going to be originally their opening series. Nope. The original opening series was the Houston series. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, still, it's into the first week of October, so it's one week later than most normal regular seasons ago. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Than they ever have before. Uh, this is, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be starting playoff baseball later than we ever have. Oh, and by the way, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so hopefully not more for the Yankees. More. Hopefully they get the bye. Yeah. Yeah. Who's passing the Yankees? Fuck the Astros. <laughs> I think the Dodgers actually have the better record right now in baseball. By percentage, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Wow. But the Yankees are the first to 70 wins. Right. Watch out, especially now that they've got point one war Joey Gallo. The Dodgers are going to go streaking. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, I watch it. He's going to, speaking of 15 homer months or 13 homer months, watch him do that with the Dodgers in August. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not even worried about that. I'm worried about Collins' scenario from two months ago. He's going to be the big bat off the bench that hits a home run against the Yankees in the World Series. Oh, <laughs> fucking piece god. of shit! Oh my god, I would be so mad. I could see that happening. 
and like these things these these things are so head scratching for me because like i mean i know la is not new york in in the media sense right like there's the the east coast bias and um you know all that type of stuff but la is certainly not a small city and and the dodgers are are a pressure cooker like it's just so weird that he would go from one really high pressured situation which he clearly did not like or could couldn't handle or a combination of it all and went to another one and and again maybe because of the east coast bias like we'll never hear of it again and and it'll be great for him and he will play well with the dodgers over the stretch and then who knows where he's going to go next year as a 29 year old free agent but it's just weird to me that he would get dealt to the Dodgers of all teams. Like I, I just thought it would be like the Brewers or um, yeah, a yeah. small market. Yeah. Yeah. Smaller market. Yeah. Yeah. It's just weird. I mean, good they for him. They can fix him. They think yeah. they can pull a clay Holmes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But does he think that like that, that's the part I don't get. Like Obviously. he just did. He just did that interview where he said he didn't even go out into the streets because like people are, terrible to him and, and everything like i'm not saying dodger fans are going to be the same way that yankee fans are and, and rude and scary like that but like no dodger fans are only scary if you're a giants fan wait yeah, wait right. were Yan- yankee fans were like giving him shit in in like public yeah yeah he uh-huh. like did an interview saying that he wouldn't he wouldn't leave um go out he you know just basically shut down his life because oh that's fucked up yeah, yeah, kind of the Roger Maris treatment, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, Yankee fans. Yeah, but Gallo's got nice hair. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know that he necessarily lost it, but yeah, um, yeah, it's it, I don't know, it's it's just strange. We all expected it, but yeah, just, yeah. Let's Maybe. just hope that Frankie Montas is not another Joey Gallo or a Sonny Gray or, or Javier Vasquez. Javier Vasquez. Dude, I was thinking about this, like, <clears throat> you know, it, it's kind of backwards from what from what we would want in a sense. You know, we get all of these. We'll do these like unheralded signings and things like this of like nobodies who end up having like really good years, right? But then when we make these big trades for for people who are like really good and in their prime and we have high expectations, they fucking suck. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I'm I'm, I'm generalizing. Right. That's not going to be like consistent across the board. Right. In all of history. But um, I mean, Gray Gallo and Vasquez, those are three really big ones. I think Vasquez was a free agent, but still, those are three really big ones. And then you've got like Matt Carpenter, who was 36 and washed up and had done nothing and was horrible for the last couple of years. And now he's doing what he's doing. Um, fucking Gio Urshela, Luke Voigt. I mean, those are just the recent ones, right? Um, Washington so, National, Luke Voigt. Washington National, Luke That's Voigt. Right. Yeah, Kyle just told me before, yeah. Uh, um, hey, but, I mean, they're not all bad. Stan's okay. Yeah, Stan, Stan was Stan's a mid-season. Fine. Yeah. No, it wasn't. He wasn't mid-season. I'm saying he wasn't. Oh yeah, I, I don't know if that's not. I don't know if that's different or not from what Ethan was saying, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I was thinking of trade deadline deals, but I mean that I guess that counts. So so that is a point in in the opposite direction, right? Which yeah, mm-hmm. he, Stanton he hasn't been as good. I was looking at his numbers, you know. Yeah, um, he's got like a one war this year so far. Yeah, and just in general, like his Marlins years uh, were generally better. Um, 
but also, you know, shit's been weird the last couple of years with COVID and stuff. But, but no, I mean, he was still, he hasn't been like a huge bust, right? He hasn't been a bust like Gallo or Gray. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would have to think really deeply on this, but off the top of my head, one of the real, the, the last real trade deadline impact player that the Yankees got, um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw Jerry Harrison in there uh, from the '09 team. Um, I'm gonna say David Justice on that okay. 2000 team. That was that was a real impact. Like, juiced them up. He led them. He was the ALCS MVP that year. Um, you know, they they won the World Series and everything. But I, I I wonder I wonder across the league how often those like how often does a Justin Verlander actually really catapult. Yeah. You know, we like know it happened with we know it happened with Verlander. We know it happened with Cliff Lee because that directly affected the Yankees both times. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but uh, you know, how often do you get somebody who like actually carries you to to the promised land and you know gets you to where you want to be? Because everyone's making trades, right? Everyone thinks that they're getting way better, but I mean, do you think the Cubs win the World Series without Contreras? Not Chappie. Sorry, Chappie. Yeah, that that's a good one. That's a good recent one. Oh, he was a deadline deal, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yep, from the Yankees. Yep. Yeah, that's right. And then we went and signed him after. That's right. Yep, that's how we got Glaber. <clears throat> that's right. I remember. Yeah, that was Glaber. Glaber was yep. Chapman. Okay, I forgot that. Yep. Yeah, that that's a good recent one. Yeah, man. that's a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So Glaber or uh, Chappie to the Cubs, Verlander to the Astros. Did was Chris Sale? Was he just a free agent signing free for Boston? Agent. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't didn't Schwarber go to the Nats the year they won? Is that right? I don't know. Um, he might have. Yeah, he definitely played with them. I don't know if that was a, a deadline deal. Yeah. Yeah, we'd we'd have to do a little bit more research. Yeah, but I was just thinking about that. You know, like yeah, how how much it, it's just um, it's well, it's, are, romantic, are... it's romantic to say like yeah we got way better and this person's gonna take us to where we want to go now i think the the padres have a legitimate you know case with that and juan soto since he yeah. uh i think i saw a tweet that he's the only player on the padres with any world series experience or world series title at the very least yeah. and he's 23 years old and so. they're still and they're still hoping to get tatis back i think this year they're hoping to yeah. have him back who knows yeah. who knows if he'll be able to play at his normal level after breaking his wrist twice um that'll be interesting to see it would be really disappointing if he never again achieves like what he did, you know, these first couple of years just be, yeah. you know, because of two, but it seems to me that like, I mean, I don't, I guess I don't know. I'm not, I'm obviously not like an orthopedic surgeon, but breaking a wrist twice as a baseball player. I mean, your wrists are pretty fucking important. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess people come back from Tommy John and it's no problem. So maybe, maybe sure. a wrist, maybe a wrist thing is, is also super easy these days, but can you imagine if Tatis does get back to his level and you've got Tatis, Soto, and Machado in their primes all on the same <laughs> team. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. Holy I love shit. it. I think, oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. The the Padres and the Mariners, they're on my good side right now. Yeah, for, fucking going like, after something. Let's, yep. And the uh, the Nationals and the, uh, unsurprisingly, the Baltimore Orioles are not yeah. on my good side I right think, now. Have we shat on the Orioles more than like any other franchise on this <laughs> podcast? Like even more than the Red Sox. I guess because the Red Sox, it's a given that we all hate them. 
But I feel like and we they shot on the Orioles more. Yeah. Well, I mean, the O's just, it's not, you know, they're not going for it. This, I don't know. Like, they don't have a, they must think they don't have a chance to win the World Series. So they're not going to expend capital yet. Yeah, but like you could have, you know, they're they're a game over five hundred right now. I mean, to trade to trade Trey Mancini, like they could have at least tried to to be in contention and, and do something exciting for the fan base, have like a playoff race, you know. Yeah, and it's it's such a cop out to say that we don't have a chance to get to the World Series when Major League Baseball's playoffs have become such a crapshoot. Yeah, exactly. That all you have to do is get in. The Cardinals yeah, but were you like think they're going to beat and... the Yankees or the Astros in a in a series. I, it, it could happen. Yeah, it, it would it surprise could. absolutely nobody. No. Yeah, dude, the Cardinals were eighty four and seventy eight in twenty eleven. I think when they won the World Series. Let me let me look at who they beat. Yeah, but yeah. they weren't coming off Rizzo. You know, they weren't coming off two one hundred lost seasons in the last five. Yeah, that's fair. They didn't have you know they didn't have only like. Mullins and Mantini in their lineup. They still had a stacked lineup. Oh, it wasn't 2011. What's the year I'm thinking of? Uh, or who am I thinking of? They were 90 yeah. and 72 that. Year. Oh, it was 2006. It was that Six. that year. Yeah. 83 and 78, and they won the World Series. Fucking insane. Um, who did they beat? And there's nothing. I I just. At this point in sports, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, there's nothing wrong with the fact that there's probably going to be a what? 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 Can you finish 500 in the NFL now? Uh, with with the amount of games? No, yeah. There's an odd it's number. Odd number of games. games 17 now. games, right? So there there could there could be someone who finishes under and makes the playoffs. And that happened a couple years ago. Did we have a seven to nine team in the playoffs a couple years ago? Yeah, and I'm not saying just make the playoffs, but could win the Super Bowl. You get a you get a hot Eli Manning or something in the playoffs, like you win the Super Bowl, right? The Giants were nine and seven that that second time they won the Super Bowl with Manning. Like that's nothing to really write about, you know, to the regular season at least and and everything. Like it's just it's just for me, it is another example of a baseball team that cares more about profits than they care about the on-field product and the fans who support the game. I mean, I'm still going, I think it's just like what means is still on the eye out for us there, right? Yeah. Like, he's got time name, time. name a pitcher on the like, name, a starting pitcher on the Orioles right now. Like, like there's no way they put it together for multiple playoff series. I think it's a strategic move. I think they're saying we're going to wait. We're going to amass a little bit more capital. And we're going to go after the next couple of years. Matt, have you secretly obtained ownership into the Baltimore Orioles? <laughs> capital meaning player capital, not money capital. No. I mean, I, I get know. that point, but I still think it's disappointing. I don't know. But I, I do get to take your point. And I will say really quickly, I looked it up. Uh, this is more to your point, Matt. Um in 2006, that year that the Cardinals won the World Series when they were 83 and 78. I don't Two run yeah. homer. Oh, nice tie the, game. The NL was very weak that year. The Mets were ninety-seven and sixty-five. They were the only team in the NL that won ninety games. The highest win totals, other than them, were the Padres and the Dodgers, who won eighty-eight. The AL had some good yes. teams: ninety-seven, ninety-six, ninety-five, ninety-three wins. So, um, you know, they had to beat the Tigers in the World Series, who won ninety-five games. But you know. Uh, you know, there wasn't a juggernaut that won a hundred and some games or anything like. Were those that. the in, Jim in Leland Walrus Mustache Tigers? Yep. 
Yeah. I believe so. 2006 Tigers, oh. yeah. Yeah, it was Jim Leland. Yeah, Jim Leland. Bagley Ordonez hit the walk-off versus uh, Oakland in the ALCS. Oh, wow. They beat, they beat the Yankees in the in the division series. That was the year that – I think that was the year that – yeah, 2006, that was the year that Tory batted A-Rod um, eighth in the lineup oh <laughs> in the elimination game of the playoffs. <laughs> Why was that? Again, was he like was he slumping that bad? Because he sucked I, I, most years in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. First off, that is not true at all. He was he was really good with the Mariners, and he was really good. He was like the best hitter on the team in the 2004 mm-hmm. ALCS. Um, and didn't he carry us in like oh nine or no nine? Yeah, yeah, to the yeah. World Series. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, he he was probably horrific in 05, 06, yeah, 07. Um, but I think he was decent after 09, not, not never as good. Um, but let's let's stop the slander. <laughs> but in 05 and 06, how was he doing in the playoffs in 05 and 06? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm I'm sure he was betting like 058 or something. <laughs> I, mean, like, I, I know I, that that was the targeted comment. I got yeah. To, that, to it just it's just like it, it's obviously I think like if you would ask Tori to go back in time, like I don't know that him and A Rod had a great relationship, but like to bat your number four batter eighth in the lineup. <laughs> yeah. What kind of message does that really send? I mean, Colin's right? still salty because he was instead of leading off against the uh, Auburn Maroons <laughs> or whatever, he was he was batted ninth that game and we lost. That's you know. I don't know. I, we were undefeated. I think it's weird that like, and and it's to this day there are so many Yankee fans who like really hate A Rod, and it seems like he really did not have a good relationship with the organization and. I don't know all the details, of course, but, like, it seems really strange to me. The dude is, like, one of the 20 best players in history. Like, he was fucking amazing. Um, and, and I, like, I think he's, like, probably top seven. Yeah, probably. And, <laughs> like, we had him for, like, a lot of his prime years. Um, yeah. Granted, he, he didn't perform as well as he did in his younger years, right? We got him at age 28. And, I mean, in 05 and in 07, he was really amazing. And in the rest of the years, he was kind of just, like, good. But... Or very good, you know, but um, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to me that there are so many Yankee fans who will like shit on him. Like, okay, well, know. and Colin, I, I am I am truthfully not saying this to, to poke at you, but <laughs> he was also a truly terrible teammate and yeah. member of the team. What what details do we know about all of that though? Like, just I mean, just go watch the baseball bits, twenty minute video on why A Rod was such a bad, bad teammate. I mean, he admits bits? he admits to it too, like. I listened to um, a recent podcast uh, that he was on and you know, he talks about that suspension, like changed his life. Um, he, he was just, he was a terrible person, <laughs> you know, up, up until then uh, pretty, pretty much overall. Like, I mean, he, he definitely cared, um, but he just didn't, he didn't have any self-awareness. Yeah. You know? well, I mean, and, he was, and that's he was phony. And, and that may be a good way to describe it, Colin, because just, whether it was, I mean, as as far back as, you know, time in Seattle when he's throwing Griffey under the bus for MVP votes, yeah, um, or the the tossing baseballs to with his number on it to girls in the crowd during a playoff game, like, yeah. 
Um, you know, he he's made kind of just some some truly baffling decisions where it's like, holy crap, man, what are you thinking? Like, are you yeah. now I'm not saying he can't be redeemed. I mean, you know, there was another one of the other favorite athletes was known as a truly horrendous teammate for the first half of his year, and then he became revered, and that is Kobe Bryant mm. was known as a very bad teammate for the first half of his career. And, uh, you know, had some questionable off-field conduct as well. But by the time he retired, he was nearly universally loved. Um, yep. And he put the work in to do that, whether it was his work uh, on the, the media and the acting and the filmmaking side, whether it was his work charitably, whether it was his work with his younger teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, and he pretty he impressively. That and that's tough for me to say because I, I like poking <laughs> fun at you. But, I mean, he did the, he did the work. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think, you know, uh, the reason I say that is that and I'm going off on a tangent here. They interviewed an author who wrote a book about Kobe um, that was in the process of being published when he passed away. And the author was talking about how difficult it was because his book detailed some of the poor things and the poor choices he made earlier in his it, career. Is it Perlman? Yes. Yeah. And that like essentially he's like, I, I mean, I want it to be a compendium of Kobe, so I have to publish it, but people are gonna see me, like they're gonna read this book and think I'm shitting on him for the first half of his career, but I'm not. I'm trying to capture him. Um, I mean, Phil Phil Jackson walked away from the Lakers because of Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And and obviously they had a, a reconciliation as well, but that that's all you need to know. So anyway, um yeah. Matt, what is this baseball bits video? I found one on YouTube, but it doesn't say baseball bits, but it says, why does everybody hate Alex Rodriguez? It's like 20 minutes long. It's 30 minutes long. Yeah, that's it. Okay. It's the YouTube channel is baseball doesn't exist. That's yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, yeah. okay. That's baseball bits is the other one I'll watch where it'll just do like goofy statistical dives into like random players, like how special Adam Dunn was or how <laughs> lucky the Yankees have been with oh, their center okay. fielders over decades. Yeah, about how we've we've had a number of truly game-changing center fielders. Um, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll have to check that video out. Interesting. So it does go into a lot, and again, yeah. it's not. But to answer your question, why a lot of Yankee fans shoot them, I don't think they completely think of everything in that video in their heads. I just think, yeah, I doubt it. Yeah. Um, I think his failures were amplified so much more than his successes because no one's going to remember. I mean, was it 2009 where it sent, I mean, he, I think it was the AL, ALDS that year where he batted something like four or 500 with a couple yeah. home runs. I think like he did. It, RBIs, like, I think like, he did like across the board. He hit high yeah. 300s, 400s. In the and playoffs. people aren't going to remember that. People aren't going to remember he won two MVPs. People aren't going to remember that. Three um, MVPs. Three MVPs. Well, two of the Yankees, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, people aren't going to remember that. Uh, I he even had that blip when he came back from the suspension where for half a season, he was yeah. getting MVP votes, right? Like, yep. like people aren't going to remember that. They're going to remember like Madonna and the center of him painting of himself. And he announces contract in the world series and Derek Jeter thought he was mean. And like, yeah. Yep. like, yeah, because, anyway. because his repositioning happened too late in his career, you know? Like Kobe, Kobe's happened like basically halfway through his playing career. And so he had another 10 years of repairing that image. Whereas A-Rod had 
the first, like you mentioned, Matt, the first half of 2015 when he was killing it, the rest of 2015 when he was starting to fade, and then by August of 2016, he he never played another major league baseball game. And like, yes, he's continued to repair his image on Fox and you know in in the media and you know things like that. But it's just not the same as like being the third baseman for the New York Yankees, you know, and and uh, having that spotlight comparatively brocious did this much but yeah he's loved this much. yeah yeah you know yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, really you know uh, uh, i love scott brocious uh, i still yeah. remember him running off the field ah, like i still remember that but uh, if you look at their statistical time with the yankees what brocious's four years were okay he had a hot a hot playoff series like anyway. world series mvp yeah yeah anyway not to digress. The topic that everyone's been really talking about that I'm, I'm taking this on a right, a right another right turn today um, uh, that everyone's buzzing about across the sports world is the stupid looking helmets that they're wearing at NFL training camp. You guys see those yet? Anyone? Oh, no. What oh, man. So, so honestly, so the, a, a bunch of players are ripping them. It's, it's part of the um, players agreement now. It looks like you took like a foam golf ball head, like almost like Ethan, what what the servers wear at uh, Applebee's, TGI Friday, Max, Denny's, and South Park, and you're like you put this giant oh, yeah. foam thing over their head, <laughs> um, and it's supposed to prevent head injuries. And I think it's great. I think it's great. They're doing it all through training camp, and I think through the first two preseason football games. Wow. Okay. But to Packers all pro linebacker DeAndre Campbell or Devontae Campbell's point. Why are we just doing like if if it's that much safer, why is it okay suddenly to stop wearing them? Um, yeah. Why are we get, getting guys used to hitting with these things and then suddenly taking them off? Like you're, you're either making the game safer or you're not. Um, yeah. Some game like, like I, I don't know. I, I think I think he's got probably the strongest point there, and he articulated it better than I did, but. Um, if you guys get a chance, take a look at what they're wearing in, in, in training camp now. They look goofy, but it's safer. Uh, it is to prevent head injuries, and I think it's progress. But again, I'm not sure why it's only, you know, it's only in certain instances where they're requiring it and other instances are not. And are they are they the same looking ones as the ones they've been wearing in college and practices? Have, have you ever seen those ones? Uh, I think they're even bigger because we did we did helmet tags like that in high school too, but these are even bigger. Wow, they yeah. look like uh, a bunch of inflatable pads. Yeah. yeah, on the radius of the helmet. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's just interesting. I thought that was a very uh, astute point that he made today because he said, I, "I don't, I don't." You know, he didn't understand it that um, he wished it was either one or the other, one way or the other. We're either making it completely safe for or we're not, but don't don't have guys train with it for a couple weeks and stop using it. Well, and what's yeah. weird to me too, is to be wearing them during training. I mean, Matt, you obviously would know, I wouldn't know, but like, wouldn't the guys all be playing with like a lot less intensity than they're going to be playing in the actual regular season? I think, well, there's less intensity, but I also think the point he was getting at is guys may be playing differently. They may be training differently. They may not be, practicing their fundamentals about, I mean, you know, we, we did form tackles every day, twice a day to try and train yourself on how to, how to tackle someone so that you wouldn't snap your neck. 
Um, and he's, you know, he's saying that this is going to train people to hit differently when they have mine because it's you got a you got a bunch more padding on your head. Um, yeah. So interesting. You know, I, I'm curious oh. to see the fallout. And speaking of the NFL, uh, Deshaun Watson got suspended for six games, and that was it, right? He got suspended by a judge for six games. Yeah. The league can still hand out more. Oh, this is they, just, okay. This wasn't, appeal, from, yeah. this wasn't the NFL's official decision yet. This was. From it was a, an. It was a okay. mutually agreed upon arbitrator. Okay. As per the contract for the Players Association of the NFL. Now, do we think that the NFL is going to add on to that? They can appeal it. Who can appeal it? The NFL. The NFL. Yeah. To make it longer. Yes. So a but, judge, an arbitrator, gave only six games. Yes, and and she cited. It was a woman judge. It was a woman judge. I wow, believe she was African American too. Holy um, fuck! And she cited penalties for um, Ben Roethlisberger and uh, kind of who were the other ones? There's two other two other major cases, misconduct cases oh, where so like it was like the precedent. She was yeah, like, but again, the uh, the equivalency there is tough. Ben was. Two people in a restaurant bathroom, right? And Deshaun's twenty-five. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she even cited like the the fact that that he showed intent and he showed a pattern. Uh, and what she what she what she cited for that was, um, his towel. And I thought this was brilliant because most massage uh, therapists are going to provide sheets or towels to cover you know your genitalia and kind of the nether regions, but um, Deshaun insisted on using his own. Which was much, much, much smaller than the standard towel that most massage massage therapists will will use will provide, and so he 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 brought it to his appointments. He used it regularly. Uh, it, it sounds like the way she made she talked about it. It was part of his his little shtick that he did, where uh, he would start rubbing up against the therapists. Um, like, oops, my towel it's too small. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so to, to quote my friend Matt, who's a friend of the show, Matt C. Miller, um, there was no announcement that was actually going to make people happy. Um, he was going to be mad if it, you know, he's mad about six games. He would be mad that it wasn't enough. It was a, if it was a year. He's yeah. pretty, he's pretty revolted and, and reviled and disgusted by the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, uh, if you bet on the uh, an NFL game and you compromise the integrity that way, you're suspended much, much, much longer than if you have uh fairly credible accusations from 25 massage therapists yeah. over a course of a long period of time jesus christ yeah the nfl yeah gross anyway Grr. what else we got to talk about shit i don't know i mean we didn't uh, actually really dig into the big trades at all no we did so who's who's harrison barnes Harrison Bader. 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 Okay, sorry. Harrison yeah. Barnes is a basketball player. He's pretty decent. I remember hearing stuff about him maybe with like a trade or something last year or, or something like that. He was um he got some rookie of the year votes in twenty eighteen. I think he's not having a great year this year, but he's still young and I think he's got another is he uh, team control through next year, Kyle, do you remember? I have no idea. I just know he's hurt. Something like that. Yeah, he's hurt, but it's not a rental. He he. There's team control beyond this year, which I think is how the Cardinals were able to get Monty out of the deal. Um, 
So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't looked at his, like, career numbers. I don't know how they stack up. But um, I think I think he's supposed to be decent. He's won a gold glove. But, again, gold gloves, you never know. Um, I always look at the actual defensive numbers because gold glove votes are terrible. I mean, Anthony Rizzo has won a bunch of gold gloves, and he is not a good defensive first baseman if you if you look at the numbers. So, um, and of course, Derek Jeter won like five gold gloves, and by defensive runs saved, he's literally the worst defensive player in history, regardless of position, as we have talked about, I think, before on the pod. But he dove into the stands and got blood on his face. Uh huh. And yes, and he did that play in the hole where he would run to the, you know, he would run to his right, and then he would. He would do the jump throw and everything like that. And it looked so cool and it looked so fancy and flashy. He must be so good. But, can I, you know, yeah. Can I, can I say, are either one of you going to watch the Jeter doc? Probably not. Probably not. No. Okay. So I just started watching it. Um, it's decent. And they're talking about the Tony Tarasco, uh, Jeffrey Mayer play in the, in the um, ALCS in, in 96. Jesus, Lucas. Seven, six Mariners. Um, (laughs) And uh, they're, they're asking Derek, like, you know, what, what's your reaction to it or whatever. And and Jeter was like, I mean, it's like after, after they show like all the evidence that like, yeah, it's definitely not going to be a Homer and like mayor reached his glove out and blah, blah, blah and everything. And Jeter was just like, he should have jumped. (laughs) <laughs> just, just like you know like typical Derek Jeter like matter of fact like oh, yeah he should have jumped you know for the ball right I mean he's right though right if 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 he makes a force forceful contact with Mayor's glove yeah then he has his case for fan interference yep right yep yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sorry yeah, I didn't so, want to take us off track there but so, I thought so, that was um, funny real quick Bader I'm looking at his numbers Bader is solid um he in 2018 and 138 games his rookie year he was worth 3.4 war 2.3 the next year the uh, last year in only 103 games he was 3.9 and in each of those uh three seasons 18 19 and 21 where he played more than 100 games um his defensive war was 1.6 1.6 and 1.7 um, and 1.7 was last year in only 103 games. So if he can get healthy and get back to what he was doing, we might, we're talking probably like a four or five win player, which is like very good. Um, now, so there's some potential there. With Judge Benintendi and Carpenter now, that, that gives you Bader and Hicks too. What, what happens to Hicks? We still, that right. contract is looking pretty poor right now. Yeah, um, that's a good question. I was wondering about that too. Like we do, we do have like a fuck ton of outfielders. Yeah, but yeah. is Benny a rental? Benny's a rental. But but I'm talking about just the end of the season, right? Yeah. Like, what, what about um? What's in and what's in the infield right now? Who? Let's see. Because where else can? Because uh, Carpenter was a second baseman with Cleveland. I mean, I mean, or Cleveland, St. Louis. Marwin Gonzalez maybe is is showing the door. Maybe. Maybe. Which just stinks because he's actually had. I mean, he's been worth a win. I think this year, he's been a good utility guy. He can play yeah, everywhere, right? And then there's yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I feel bad for Booney. Cashman has like loaded him up because like he's supposed to find playing time for DJ Rizzo, Carpenter, Glaber, right? All of those guys. Donaldson obviously just sticks at third, even though well he's been good defensively this year, but offensively he's been bad. 
Um, got a du- an RBI double and a two run homer tonight. Just to let you know. Yeah, uh, hopefully he's turning it around. And um, and <laughs> then in the outfield, like all, all the guys Matt just mentioned. <laughs> we don't care about batting average on this podcast, Matt. <laughs> I never give up. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but uh, yeah, poor Booney having to like make all those calls of like who who gets who gets like playing time when and shit like that because a lot of those guys are are playing well enough that they sh- they should be playing pretty much every day and it's just I just not possible when you when you have like five outfielders and and seven infielders or whatever that are yeah. that are you know all like good enough so um, that's basically know. what Cash said today in his presser he's like my job is to to make it so that the manager can make decisions at his discretion about when a player gets to play coming off the bench, starting the game, like make yeah. him, make him have choices, give him depth, you know, yeah. everything. And I guess like, there is some depth now. Yeah. Well, Bader, yep. I guess Bader's hurt, right? Yeah. Um, he could come back in September. And, Stan- and Stanton's hurt, right? Still. Yeah. Stan should uh, probably next week or so, I would say. And Sevy is on the 60 day IL mid mid September at the earliest for him. When when do we need to just um go ahead and give up and assume that Sevy is one of these guys who is just going to be injury plagued forever like Steven Strasburg and just I mean Sevy's only got what one more year on his contract? Yeah, I think He's, I think we talked right? about this on one episode, one yeah. one more year. It's a club option. Cuz he was yeah, we we did talk about it because he was pitching really well like he does when he's healthy. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, that club option looks pretty good." <laughs> yeah. If he was a free agent, he would have gotten a big deal, but Yeah, it looks good until it doesn't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, it, 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 I I don't know. and that's what like the Monty deal is is kind of head scratching like you know, your your five right now is Cole, Jamo, Nestor, Montaz, and and Herman, and yeah, until Severino comes back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I Cash must have just decided that like another, or, or you get like Schmidt, important. yeah, like maybe long Schmidt. long uh, you know, opener starts or something like that, or yeah, I mean, whatever happened to Garcia? You know, what like I, I mean, obviously they traded away Sears to get montage so they're they lose he had a couple quality starts in spot starts like i don't yeah, know yeah. it's it, it, it that that is the one area yeah even though they got montas i'm like it just seems like they're a little weaker in the yeah. starting pitching department yeah, than they yeah, were yeah. and because like tyone and nestor they're not you know tyone's already been cracking nestor has a couple times too there's no way they pitch the rest of the way, the way they did in like the first couple months of the year, no chance, right? And so yeah. when I mean they... N- Nestor, I I say, I think Nestor has a longer track record. Like the the debate that we've had on the podcast many times, like oh right, yeah, yeah, sample sizes, I, yeah. Jamo Jamo's been in a, a big slump, including tonight. He had a bad start again, yeah, um, and everything. But I, I could see I could see Nestor being serviceable yeah i think he'll be solid i think tyone will probably be solid too but i'm just saying i don't i don't feel super confident about this rotation going into the playoffs number one i don't feel confident that Sevy's going to come back at all uh and then even if he does i still don't feel that confident we don't know if he's going to be at 100 percent. cole is he has not been the pitcher for the yankees 
that $324 million contract would that you would hope for, in my yeah, opinion. I think, I think we all knew that was going to happen. Spider tag. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. But neither has Chapman. I mean, the, the, well, they, Chap- they post- but Chapman was incredible until this year. But saying that they, they uh, nah, no, he wasn't. They posted his his uh, his stats since the spider attack ban took place last year. Chapman. Yeah, it's it's horrendous. Oh, so him too, huh? Yeah. Wow. Um, I didn't know Chappie was a spider guy. Oh yeah, you don't remember his first like three three appearances after the spider attack went away. His spin rate dropped like 300 RPM, and he was really? suddenly not getting the swings and misses on his fastball. Okay. Damn, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. so he was really good until the spider tag ban. Wow. He's been much better lately recently. He yeah. finally started throwing his fastball again. Three sample size, or three game sample size. I know, I know, I know. It's a very small one. But for him, like, he is, he is that streaky, right? Like, he, he has one bad game. It turns into, like, four bad games. Yeah. He has one good game. He ends up having, like, six, seven, eight, nine, ten dominant outings. Like, I'm happy this is the last year of his contract. Yeah, me too. And he's 34. Plus, he, like, wasn't there, like, some domestic abuse shit? Yeah. He, That's how the Yankees got him in the first a, place. Shot a rifle into the, the wall, like, seven times. Yeah. And speaking of, also, Domingo Herman. Like, why the fuck is he still on the team? They both need to go. Pisses me off. Because Herman also, same thing. Uh, well, not same exact thing, but, like, sexual assault, yeah, yeah, yeah. domestic abuse, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, Cole, I, know, I don't know. Anyways. I, I didn't mean to derail the conversation. I know this is kind of a meandering pod episode tonight. This is a this is a real meander. meander can I can right? I meander some more? Yeah, this meander. Stat I just looked up. Keep keep going. In nearly one hundred fewer plate appearances, Jose Trevino Trevino. Excuse me. There's the Enya in there. Has yeah, but we many, never see the Enya though. I'm confused about this. Trevino has as many home runs as Gary Sanchez. Fuck yes. <laughs> That is in so 100 funny. fewer plate appearances. <laughs> Incredible. Gary is worth 0.1 war, and Jose Trevino is worth 2.3. Wow. Can you fucking believe it? Holy shit. So, I mean, that uh, is like a massive upgrade, a massive difference. Yeah. Kyle, you like every every time, I mean, you say it every time, and you are so right. The ad- addition by subtraction. Yeah. Yep. Holy shit. I mean, my God. I mean, it stinks that it took losing Gio to do that too, but I mean, that was the right think... move this year too. Like, yeah, I don't think Gio's been any good. No, it's, and... it's, it, that division is so terrible. That's Gio's the only 1. reason. 3. That's the only reason that the, the Twins are in a playoff position right now. If they were playing in any other division, the way things are set up right now, like next year, it's not going to matter because it's going to be a balanced schedule finally, and they're not going to be able to play the Royals. Like, I mean, the fact that we lost to the Royals on Sunday is is like terrible. They're so bad. And the fact that the Twins get to play them 18, 19 times a year or whatever yeah, it true. is, like that's yeah. the only reason they're in a playoff position right now. Like that yeah. team is, is a joke. And by the way, um, this is a different position, but just speaking of these guys and their wars and stuff, uh, somebody who has only 2.4 war, Okay, solid solid season so far, but only point one more than Jose Trevino, Carlos Correa. 
Everybody got so fucking pissed. Why didn't the Yankees go after him? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Jose Trevino has been as good as him, has been as valuable. I know it's a different position, but holy shit. Okay, well, same position, the, man. The same, same Yankee fans well, let's were look. complaining. So IKF. Same Yankee fans were complaining that Luke Voigt got traded. Yeah, IKF, I, yeah. IKF, IKF is 1.3. 1. 1. Yeah. That's solid. I mean, that's yeah. only one win less than, than Correa. That's, like, solid. Yeah. Now he still and, hasn't and hit like, a home run. Way less expensive. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, amazing. But also, we've got. I mean, again, here, here's here's the math that Cashman did. We've got a bevy of sinker ball pitchers, especially coming out of the bullpen, and we've got one of the best infield de- defenses in the whole league. Which is so weird to think about, considering like the last couple of years. Yeah. So we've got we've got Glaber Comfy at second. We've got roving DJ, who's the second highest war on the team this year. Yeah. And I think he's really tied well. for fourth or fifth in the league right now. Love it. With his 4.4 war. Right? I think he was that high. I mean, I, mean, I got the baseball reference page open right now. Yeah, I'm, 4.4. I'm, I'm, I'm coming around. I'm coming around on DJ. Um, I mean, his contract still, he's going to be old by the end of it. But um, but maybe he'll be like Paul, you know, Paulie. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll age well. Yeah, you know. So you've got that. You've got Donaldson, like Colin said. At least he's playing good D. Um, yeah, he's playing good D. Even though he's hovering around the Mendoza line, he's playing good D. Yep. Blah blah blah. Batting average doesn't matter. Right? Okay, well, whatever. Uh, it's um, a I know. I know. I shouted base. out the good things he did tonight. He also made his seventh throwing error of the year. Yeah. But he has been good defensively overall. So. And, he hasn't made. He hasn't made any fielding errors. So. And you know, Rizzo, throw. while not maybe maybe the Gold Gloves are a uh, misleading stat. He is an upgrade over Hoyt. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I won't. I won't dispute that. Yeah, yeah. Voight was, Voight was a weightlifter who happened to play baseball. Yeah, really. <laughs> and got hot for a sixty-game season. Yeah, which good for him. I mean, I'm glad he did it. It's kind of cool to say, but um, a good addition by subtraction there. Yes. Yeah. Big time. Um, yep. Yeah, and I think we did. We did cover. We didn't. We didn't go into details about. We didn't like, talk about trades, Soto. But... Yeah, I mean that's well, the biggest thing we didn't really talk. Yeah, about. we talked about we talked about the Padres, we talked about the Mariners, we talked about the Orioles. We just didn't like get specifically into the players and everything. Yeah. We just we just covered the teams more than anything else. But you, we we can talk about whatever you want. I mean, we're we're already we're already like closing in on an hour here. So what what what's what's some non baseball stuff we can talk about? What's going on now? Nothing. Um. Bring know. home Brittany Griner. The rest of the world is depressing. I don't want to talk about that. Um, it's really hot right now. Um, I'm going to Germany in a month. Oh, Nobody okay. Cares. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be taking a train uh, to be getting from place to place occasionally. Oh, from and, and... from uh, the United States to Europe. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking a train across the Atlantic Ocean, you fucking idiot. Uh, and no, so taking a train in Germany, and I was just thinking about, you know, being a Jew, taking a train ride. Okay, I'm glad you went there. I was yeah. about to say, you realize. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little, it's a little weird. It's a little, I don't know how I feel about it. Now, Europe has apparently a really amazing train system, and I am excited to take advantage of it. But there is, there is something a little weird about it, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna be there during Oktoberfest. Uh no. It'll be it'll be September. Wait, they don't do they don't do Oktoberfest in September, do they? 
Ugh, why is it called Oktoberfest? It's like Greenland and Iceland. That's the stupidest fucking thing I ever heard. Gotta make sure you get the beer. Matt, do you have an answer? Because October used to be the eighth, eighth month of the year. Wait, really? Is that right? Oct. O-C-T. Yeah, but okay, but... but Sept. Sept. Yeah. Seven. Oct. Yeah. Eight. November. Nine. September. Ten. September is nine. the ninth month of the year. Yeah. So calling it Oktoberfest still doesn't make sense. When the, probably when Oktoberfest first started is when the harvest actually was happening. Huh. Interesting. All yeah, right. and then that, you know, emperor guy decided to put... Yes, June and July in there. Yeah. It was Caesar, right? Yeah. Yeah, June, Ju- July, June, Julius. Yeah, fucking fucking narcissist, yeah. I mean, to be an emperor, you got to you got to be a pretty massive narcissist. So. Also, if any of our listeners are history buffs, by the way, um, please correct us. Write in and correct us. I mean, I was already wrong about the Schwarber acquisition. It happened after the Nationals won everything, I think. So history yeah. buffs aren't going to know more about baseball trades than us. They might what about know. baseball history buffs? Peter Gammons. Oh, maybe. sure. Yeah, Peter Gammons probably listens. The Schwab. He probably listens. Joe Paz. The Schwab. Joe, if you're listening. Yeah, Joe Paz, I'm friend, sure. Friend listens. of the podcast. Yeah, friend of the podcast. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, other friends of the podcast, cousin Greg, I appreciate the the follow up comments. Yeah, that was to cool. our, that was our fun. comments to uh, gave us all the answers that the his kiddos, kids gave. Yeah. Yep, for all the questions, that was fun. Um, yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that. And they're uh, younger. They're even younger. Fucking Alessio is four. Oh man. Then no. then we Dominicans. were guessing. Dominicans. Sorry for oh, Domenico. Family. Domenico. My bad. Domenico. He's, he's only four for like ten days. Yeah, but still. He's really young. He's gonna um, be five. And what was Alessio was like six? Yeah. And then like eight and ten or something? Twelve. Oh, okay. Still. Whew. I don't know how he fucking does it, Greg. I, mean, I think we need I, to get Greg him, back him on. I also wanna I, I just I feel like I want to talk to him about like pizza more. Yeah, dude, he and his he and his buddy made good pizza. I know. I, I've got some like Philly area pizza questions for him. We went, we went. Uh, where was I the other day? Oh, we were at a, a a restaurant in my hometown, and they were talking about like, oh, this is a Chester and Delaware County favorite, and it's like all they did was put the cheese down first, and then the sauce, and then the pepperoni. And I guess they were like, oh, this is this is like our own pizza thing here. And I was like, <laughs> oh my god, like. <laughs> okay yeah it was okay right they also had a corn pizza on the menu with like like you know uh zucchini flowers stuffed with ricotta on it that didn't seem like pizza either wow interesting yeah so yeah all right yeah we got to get we got to get some uh cousin greg advice for philly yeah definitely yep yep try to get uh, before the school year soccer season starts Oh right. shoot! Yeah, he's coach Coach Greg now. Yeah, got to defend, got to defend the title, right? That's right. Coach of the year. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Podcast back to say goodbye. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Not you feeling shy? Yeah. Last week he didn't even have to do anything. Yeah. Uh, he was just crawling around. <laughs> All right, boys. We'll see you later. All right, we did it. Oof. Oh, there it is. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale 
at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.